0: You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is
1: the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello, and welcome back to the Screeners Podcast. I'm Daniel.
2: This is Chad.
1: And I'm Chris. And we have a bonus episode coming your way today. Uh, Before we dive into our content, uh, we want to remind you, as always, like us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, The Screeners Podcast, or on Twitter at ScreenersCast. We uh, we really want to hear from you guys, interact with you, and know what you guys are watching. And uh, that's actually going to be our first segment today. Before we get into our main event, our review of Pacific Rim Uprising we are going to talk about what we've been watching recently. You know, it's spring, so theatrical releases are a little hit and miss. Not as much stuff to watch in theaters. So uh, I know for me, I've been watching a lot of TV. So I wanted to go around the horn and hear what you guys are watching. What should I be watching recently? All right, so let's dive right in. Chad, what have you been watching recently?
2: Yeah, you're right on the money, Daniel, about this time of the year with uh, theatrical releases being hit or miss, except for Pacific Rim, which is amazing! Spoiler alert! Um, <laughs> oh, man, here my, we go. This is gonna I mean, I be don't believe you. <laughs> my wife and I actually have been watching some Netflix recently and trying to catch up on some things. Uh, we watched the Netflix original uh, horror film The Ritual. It's uh, a horror film based around guys that take a a trip into the Swedish Uh, Mountains, if you will. It's a movie that you think is one thing and becomes something completely different. Have either of you guys seen The Ritual? No,
1: No, I have not. I haven't heard of it.
2: It's pretty highly acclaimed. A lot of people are calling it the first great horror film of 2018. And it it is very well made, I'll say that for sure. But it's an interesting, it takes an interesting place. My wife, something happens in the middle without giving anything away where the movie becomes something completely different and she was done. She tapped out. She was like, (laughs) I'm out. I'm not watching this anymore. But I I stuck through. And I, I would say... Overall, it's good, not great, but it's it's well-made. And if you like the genre, it's probably worth a watch. We've also been catching up on some TV. There's a, a show that's a throwback to, and this really makes me feel old, but there's a throwback to the 90s <laughs> when I grew up, which is sad, called Everything Sucks. And uh, it's a coming-of-age series on Netflix that's about these freshmen in high school that are trying to navigate the transition from middle school to high school and all that that entails. Have you guys, uh, any, either of you, seen this, this show?
1: No, I was curious about that, though. I'd seen the previews. Yeah, so it's it's it's
2: kind of a slow burn at the beginning, but I really think it pays off. It's one of those that has really very well drawn characters. It has some interesting scenarios, and it's 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 not hilarious consistently, but the kind of humor that it is 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 wrapped in a good heart. So I, I think it's I think it's really good. I think it's worth a watch for sure. Uh, and then finally, the thing that I did not anticipate binging as quickly as we did was the reboot i guess i don't think it's a remake i would say it's a reboot of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, which on Netflix now is just Queer Eye. Have you guys seen that?
0: I haven't seen it, but I've seen it being advertised. So
2: right. Yeah. So we were just looking for something, and we're like, well, let's just throw this first one on. And this, I never watched the original show, but this, so I can't compare it to, to how the format is. But these guys, it's it's four guys that are or five guys that they call the Fab Five, and each one has a different area of expertise. One is fashion, one is health, one is. Uh, different life skills and things of that nature. They are based in Atlanta, Georgia, so all the people that they interact with are in the heart of the South, which serves as a very interesting backdrop (laughs) for just socially for the kinds of of things that they're doing. And we watched the first episode, and it's this guy, and I'm not going to spoil anything about it, but he's your kind of stereotypical guy when you first meet him. But we ended that episode in tears. (laughs) It was was crazy, man. Are you serious? We, We really did. Happy tears. We ended up binging the entire, I think, eight episodes within just a couple of days. And that, and, and the first episode was my personal favorite, but they're all really very good. It's very life affirming, and uh, I can't recommend it enough. I never, not that I had anything against the show, I just never had thought uh, I had never seen it before and thought that it would be more of like a makeover show which I'm not huge on makeover shows but it really is more than that. I recommend it. I think it's I think it's pretty great. So that's what I've been watching.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I've seen everybody post on social media about Queer Eyes. I just hadn't hadn't gotten into it yet.
2: I mean, it's certainly like a reality show. Like it's not it doesn't elevate the genre necessarily, but the but what happens in each episode, I think is feels very positive to watch.
0: Nice.
1: Awesome. All right, Chris, what have you been watching?
0: Well, you know, there's a lot of television that's back on. Uh, We were just discussing before we started the episode, Sneaky Pete Season 2. I really enjoyed the first season, and my wife and I were on a vacation recently, and we just, just... binged the entire second season and uh it was uh it was very good i think the follow-up is 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 pretty great the tension is still there a really great caper that needs to be done in this season that is very clever and uh, and neat keeps you guessing the entire time i really really enjoyed it i'm curious where they're going to go from here I can't see how season three is going to work, but, uh, I'm sure they'll make it work, but I, I really enjoyed it. It's a good, good amount of television there. So sneaky, Pete not enough two. people
2: talk about that show. That's a really it's, good show.
0: It is a very good show. It's well acted. It is tense. Yeah. It's, it's really good. It's good television. It's, it's not too self-serious. It, there's enough laughs in it that, you know, you enjoy it, but at the same time there are stakes and tension. So it's, uh, it's good. It really is yeah. good.
1: I don't watch really any Amazon shows. I don't know what it is about Amazon, but like Netflix, whenever there's a new series, I'm really curious about it. I want to know if I should watch it or not. Yeah. But I, I just never watched Sneaky Pete and haven't felt the the pull just because I don't think I hear anybody talking about it.
0: I mean, I'm surprised it felt this season specifically felt very, very close to the tone of breaking bad Hmm. it is it's not so feeling like you're way in the depths of depravity but at the same time it's corruptible people and you know they're doing it for good reasons but they're still doing bad things for good reasons does that make sense and you can see that arc it it, it's 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 pretty good It's, it's it's a really it's good television it's well written and well acted so i i'd Say check it out, man. It's very good. We also started watching just last night, actually, the second season of The Good Fight on CBS streaming, All Access. Man, we loved the first season. Did you guys ever watch The Good Fight season one at all? Have you seen this?
2: No, I did not. I'm a huge fan of The Good oh. Wife and I love the characters. I just never started it. I think partly it was my whole C is CBS All Access,
0: right? It is. Yeah. Only on CBS yeah. All Access.
2: And so I think I, I'm a little hesitant to that, which I don't know why yeah. I have got <laughs> I have these things all all in my life. And maybe that's why. But I, I've only heard good things, but I haven't seen it yet.
0: It's it's really good. It's some really good television. I can't wait to watch the next episode. So the good fight, we're watching that and uh, Silicon Valley season five just came back last night as well. Have you guys watched Silicon Valley? I'm guessing yes. yes. Okay. Good. Uh, uh, no. You, like, no, you dude. It's like one of my. Fa-
2: no, it's my yes. It's one of my favorite. It's oh. my. It is my favorite comedy on television. But I like to get it about halfway through the season and then kind of binge it all and catch up. Oh
0: man. Up. Okay. Well, what's really crazy to me is just how somehow i know they they've shot these things many months ago but somehow what's happening right now in our current landscape they are somehow able to comment on it's kind of crazy how they are able to predict that stuff so uh it's uh it's pretty good so i i love silicon valley and then two more things i'll mention real quick star wars the last jedi came out on video on demand services and there is a special feature uh, that I have been loving, and that is the music-only cut of the film. Have you guys heard oh, about yeah. this? Yeah,
2: I saw I saw Ryan Johnson yeah. tweeting about this, and I am it, very intrigued.
0: It is so good. It is. It's very similar in in feel, where you you're kind of you can tell that. They knew they had something really great to like the uh what was it, blood and chrome version of Mad Max Fury Road where it was all black and white. Right. It's the exact same thing here. It is a wonderful, you can tell every moment that you're supposed to be feeling through John Williams' score. It is powerful and incredible. I I cannot recommend that more highly. I mean, I've already seen the movie many times, but watching it this way was it was an elevation above just to see that a level of of artwork, uh, being uh, displayed is it's really incredible. I, I would recommend that you, you get that and, uh, and watch it. It's, it's really great.
2: I'm pumped to see that for sure. Last Jedi is one of those movies that, when it first came out, I loved it with all my heart. Yes, and then I sort of let the stupid internet oh, backlash pull my welcome. love down a little bit. Yeah, and then I and but now I've come back around to those people who are crazy and I love it again. So I'm back to full
0: on, it's, full on love mode. It's so funny how many people have come up to me. They saw it once in the theater and told me that they didn't like the movie. Like we had conversations. We're like, no, it's bad. Blah 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 blah. And then they they got this. They they bought the movie and watched it again and they've come to me. Three of my friends have since come back to me and said, "We I was wrong. I was wrong yeah, about wrong. this movie. It's they're so some, good."
2: What's what's the documentary? It's the director and the Jedi or something. Yes, anybody remember? Yes, I'm really excited to see that. That's as
0: well. that's incredible. Incredible. It's so honest because it it doesn't even pull the punches. Uh there's a moment I don't want to ruin too much but Mark Hamill tells us and Ryan Johnson how much he hates what he's doing to Luke's character. Like it's it's very honest and it shows Ryan oh, Johnson going through this <laughs> this emotional like arc and realizing like holy cow I've got all this on my shoulders and Mark Hamill's not sure about this and I'm not, you know, uh, what's going to happen and then like all of that stuff coming together, and him just deciding, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the movie that I'm gonna make, and I, th- I think it's wonderful, man. It's a gr- If you want to make movies, that's another way to just put your put the shoes of a director on and can imagine like going from somebody who did like these small independent movies to making a star Wars thing. And I think doing it better than anybody's done it in a long, long time. So it's, it's really, really good. Yeah. My understanding was
2: that, that they Johnson and the crew gave the documentarian unfettered access and didn't even give them the direction as far as a theme and just said, you, you go. So that's really cool. I'm
0: just surprised that Lucasfilm let them, show it like that. Like it it it's warts and all. I mean it, it, and it's it's a special feature on the movie. Usually they're very like studio polished and you know you're not going to see like mistakes and all this kind of stuff. But no, Ryan just totally fully like, and you see his partner the the producer that he works with, midway through they're just super tired and depressed. This is hard. They're you know and it's just it's really just an honest look at someone trying to make a huge budget and it just humanizes the whole thing. You feel like, "Oh, Oh you mean there's it's an actual person there and it's oh. it's it's very good man.
1: I wonder if we're going to get the same honest documentary for Solo when it comes out to Blu-ray. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I yeah,
0: I think the problem is is that Ryan Johnson is just an honest guy, you know what I mean? Like and he's he kind of wears everything on his sleeve. I think Ron Howard and the Lord and Miller guys I doubt they're even willing to tell that story. It's probably in arbitration someplace so. Yeah, there's absolutely um, no way we ever see the, anything yeah. behind the scenes there. But see, I felt the same way about, you know, Rogue One. You know, I was like, "Oh man, when are we going to hear all this? And nothing on the Blu-ray yeah. or and here it's like the entire thing. Ryan's like, "Oh no, no. No, we had issues. Oh, yeah, we were going to do this, but we I I just realized I couldn't do that and like I was sweating and I was worried, so we had to cut this and blah blah." blah. And it's just like, "What? You're telling us this? This is insane. Why are you even saying this right now?" But it's such a good story, and at the end of it, you're like, "Man, props!" Like those those yeah, guys. Yeah, Ryan Johnson great. has been
2: incredibly gracious throughout this entire process. So, yeah. I've listened to multiple interviews where fanboys and girls literally eviscerated the movie and he just said this is why we did it and this is why i thought it was the right thing to do yeah it's just been my respect for him has gone way way up so yeah and and
0: the fact that he doesn't he's not willing to get down and fight and be mean with anybody and but but just stand up for his decision he he doesn't back down he doesn't think he made a mistake he just he's like no this is what we were going to do this is what we've done i'm proud of what we've done and i understand why you don't like it and Sorry. It's so, it's just great. It's really, really good. Um, so, uh, there's this thing that I've been following a long time. It's called the Church of Scientology, and they just launched their own television network. Have you guys seen this? No. Uh, happily, no. It's legit. You can stream it on YouTube, and it is hilarious. So that's all I'm going to say, but I've been watching a fair amount of Scientology Network as well, and it is incredible. So, all right. Get, Chris, do we need to worry about you? <laughs> exactly. Do we need to call somebody to it's, have an intervention here? It is so... It's amazing. Like, I just watched this... It's an hour-long documentary on their archival process, and they built a... What was it? A, a, I think it's like a col- like two or three kilometer long archival thing in a base of a mountain that it, it can subject itself to like earthquakes and it, it like rotates on its it's insane. Chris, it's insanity. Stop
2: it. Don't start writing checks to people that you <laughs> don't don't do it. Don't do it. I love don't it. Don't start paying for the next level. It's not worth it. <laughs> I gotta get
0: O T three man wall of fire gotta get past
1: it if you start to see people like following you i would just i would just be really aware that you might be stalked you might be watched especially
2: food. where you live
1: I, you know, I live in the heart of it i
0: live yeah i live i live less than an hour from it's uh the spiritual mecca of the church of Scientology. so yikes you
1: know. well that might be the last we ever hear from chris farrell so i appreciate that <laughs> Uh so for me yeah I've been watching a, a a quite a fair amount of TV there's not been a ton in theaters that we haven't talked about except I did see Unsane today have have either of you seen that yet Steven Soberg's latest I was oh.
2: planning on seeing it sometime this week is it uh, is it any good
1: Uh well if you haven't seen it I don't want to I don't want to talk too much about it I was severely disappointed but uh Oh man yeah. bummer But uh I won't I won't go into details why if you haven't seen it yet so on the TV front, uh, I've been catching up on a lot of stuff. I rewatched New Girl, which is one of my favorite comedies uh, right now. One of the only network shows that I still watch because the final season is premiering, I think, next week. So I rewatched that, and that is just one. That's just such a good show. It just reinforced how much I love that show. Um, Agreed. So good. So I'm I'm excited for the final season. And then I also have watched, am, am watching for the first time, The Americans. Because uh, the final season of that is starting soon as well. Oh, and it's a great show. It's re- it's really good. Um, it's very dark. Not not a fun binge watch by any means, but uh, it's it's definitely really good. Uh, so Chad, watch it. Uh, Chris, do you watch The Americans?
0: I have attempted to watch The Americans many times, and for some reason, just never. It never hooks me. I don't know why. But it just hasn't. It's not like Chris, Chris's heart is
2: too pure. He only likes <laughs> movies like Pacific Rim. Yeah, right, I know, obviously. man, right?
0: Oh, can't wait.
1: Yeah, it's it's not like amazing. It's not that I'm in love with the Americans yet, but I'm but I'm enjoying it. I think it's I think it's solidly good. Uh and then I've also watched the latest season of American Crime Story Versace. Either of you guys caught up on that one yet? I have not. I know no. every, everybody was a fan of the OJ one. This one doesn't seem to be, be getting much attention at all, and it's definitely a step down, but it's still it's interesting. They they kind of they tell a story in a very interesting way, kind of nonlinear in in a different kind of way. So yeah, it's it's interesting. We just finished that today. It's it's worth a watch, especially. If I mean, you would like you would you
2: recommend it?
1: Yeah, I would recommend it. I would recommend it. It's it's definitely different than Don't Be Expecting, The People versus OJ, because it's not it's it's. Told very differently than that. I
0: I really like the OJ Simpson one. I thought that was really well done. So, but is it just as good though? Is it well it's acted? Not, and-
1: it, it is. It's very well acted. It's not as. It doesn't grab. It didn't grab me as much as the OJ uh, one did, but it, this one's more interesting than the OJ one and just in the way that they tell the story ex- and explore the, the killer. Um, I didn't know anything about the story. I knew nothing about this whole Versace thing. Um, and so for me, it was very interesting to kind of see the way they explored it. So um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it's interesting more than enjoyable. It was very interesting. You know what I haven't been watching? That's, that's Marvel's Jessica Jones on Netflix. Um, no. I watched every single marvel netflix series and i think i'm done guys i think i'm just done uh i i, <laughs> I are, are any of you still watching those those shows
0: no i stopped with jessica jones season one man i just I, I have i didn't see luke cage jessica jones i think i actually finally finished jessica jones season one yeah i did finally finished it thought it was fine tried to get into luke cage season one and i just i fell off the bandwagon
2: yeah, I'm I'm similar. I made it through Jessica Jones, which I enjoyed the first season Same. somewhat. And then Luke Cage started and couldn't finish. Iron Fist, I, you know, I'm on oh, record as saying that's one of the worst things I've ever seen, and I just couldn't get excited about the Defenders. They're just there's too many episodes, they're yes. too long, and they're all meandering in the middle of the season. They're just yeah, yep. I I think I, I'm with you, Daniel. I think I, I'm all. I
1: actually I even liked the shows more than you did. I I really enjoyed Luke Cage and I really enjoyed Jessica Jones. Uh, iron fist was terrible and defenders was okay but the after the, the defenders i was just like I, it's just too much there's just had- so too many of these shows and they're yeah. way too long that it's just too much of a commitment for not enough payoff so
2: and honestly too they all feel the same yes very the, much uh, they've even though i know they're totally different when you watch them the arc all to me anyway all felt I felt like I'd seen this before, uh, just literally in the series prior and the one prior.
0: It's so funny that none of us have actually mentioned the Punisher yet, which is also <laughs> another. I didn't. I didn't watch. Entire. Yeah, I know. I I tried to watch it because I like the Punisher in Daredevil. In fact, yeah. I love Daredevil's season one and season two. I don't know what the deal is, but yeah, it's just not. They're not clicking with me, and the Punisher just is so. It's so outside of the world of what I come to for a Marvel thing. It just. It there is no superhero ness to it. It's just you know a dour, dark. um, We can cuss and you know have ultra violence. It's just an excuse to do that with the superhero mask on top of it. That I don't think and I don't think they really mean anything. They're not. There's nothing special about them at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. I I was such a big fan of some of the early series, like you guys said, that Daredevil is great, and maybe I'll watch the next season, but I feel like there's a good chance that I won't. I I, I don't know why it's this weird tonal I shift. I
2: think Vincent D'Onofrio is going to be in season three, so we're going to yeah, definitely watch that.
1: That's that's definitely interesting, but yeah. So I I just wanted to I I, did, I was wondering if I was the only one who had kind of given up. It's very interesting. I wonder how many people have uh, have given up as well.
2: You know, side note, I wonder how the purchase uh, that Disney is going to, yeah. you know, now that they have, are going to take all essentially all of their properties to their streaming service, mm-hmm. where they're going to draw the line and say, you can keep what you've done up to this point, but no more.
1: Well, they, they have said, and I'm sure things will change, but they said there aren't going to be Marvel shows as of now. I I'm betting that they changed their mind there, but they wanted to give Netflix this and leave that be. So I don't know. It's that'll be interesting. very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well,
0: I mean, you know, there are tons of networks with you know Marvel shows now. I don't know how many Man. networks have Marvel suck. shows. Yeah, there's a bunch, but I can't imagine that Disney wouldn't take some of the more uh, popular characters and put them in a uh, a television series on their own network. I mean, that would be something that would be a huge draw. Like if they put somebody who was in the Avengers and gave right. them their own television show that directly tied. Because right now. They pretend like all these things are happening in the same universe, but they don't. Not at all. They they don't. There's no continuity. Even with the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was supposed to be like a direct connection, they have kind of dropped all of that. We're
1: getting off on a tangent here, but honestly, I'm glad that the TV shows don't directly tie into the movies now. I really wanted that at first, but the movies are so big themselves, and there's just so many of them and so many characters, that if it was necessary for us to watch all these shows... Or if they tied in directly, it would just it would get way too much. So the, I'm I, I
0: agree, but the problem is is that they still try and pay lip service to it. They still right. try and make it work where they talk about they have that kind of wink wink nudge nudge. Yeah. Hey, there's a dude dressed up as a <laughs> thunder god or whatever. You know what I mean? And you're like, yeah. oh come on, why even do that? I I, I would I would love, and I've said this with DC, and I said this here. It would be wonderful just to give the rights to whatever it is daredevil and then allow him to bring in other characters independent of what they're doing in the film so that they can have their own self-contained universe that'd be so much better than what they're doing right now which is this kind of try and weave everything together where and none of it makes any sense none of it actually comes yeah. together and it's tonally off so
2: do you see yeah. what you started Daniel
1: Yep. <laughs> Well, Come. that is what we have been watching recently. We want to hear what you guys are watching. Are you still watching the Marvel Netflix shows? I'm really curious because I, I I don't know if I'm alone in this. So chime in on social media and let us know what you've been watching. Well, one thing we've all been watching is Pacific Rim Uprising. So let's dive into our review.
0: We were born into a world at war between the
1: monsters that destroyed our cities and the monsters we created to stop them. We thought we had sacrificed enough. But the war we thought we finished... ...is just beginning. And the only thing standing in front of the apocalypse... ...is us.
2: That was from the trailer of Pacific Rim Uprising, the sequel to Guillermo del Toro's Pacific Rim, one of Chris's top five favorite It's so films good. It's so good. <laughs> so listen, guys, I'm just going to be honest. I've been dreading this review and looking forward to it at the same time. We've mentioned this on the show before. One of the great mysteries, if heaven exists and God <laughs> is up there... And we get to go before him, and I am able to ask him one question. It won't be about where did man come from or any of that. It's literally going to be God how does chris <laughs> farrell not love pacific rim because yeah. it makes no sense to me it is the great mystery of yes. the universe yeah when i saw the when we saw the trailer for pacific rim uprising chris was the very first one to put this in our slack channel yes. and start making fun of it and telling us how terrible it looked and i have been holding hope out that This movie was going to be the thing that would make Chris revisit Pacific Rim. It did. It did. I had, to, I had to
0: go back. I had to go back and watch this thing. Or I didn't watch the first one, unfortunately. I, I wanted to, but not really.
1: Wait, wait. I have to interrupt. So, we were going to watch it. We, yeah. we planned for this episode to be a double feature: Pacific Rim and Pacific Rim Uprising. But I, I really just think Chris was too scared that he was going to love it, and he did not have to admit that to us. So I agree. He yeah. didn't rewatch it.
0: You guys both rewatched it. Seriously, I, I did. did? Yes. Correct. Shoot. I did. All right. Well, but you I... know what? <laughs> this is this is happening. I am going to rewatch it. We're gonna we're, we'll do another bonus episode where we talk about just Pacific Rim. Worth I, it. I am going to watch it tonight. I am telling you. I am gonna. I have because there's no there's no place to stream it. I have to give money to to, to watch <laughs> this thing, and I don't want to do it. Like every time I think about it, I am like, Yeah, Pacific Rim is it available anywhere to stream on the service that I already pay for? No. That that's how crappy this movie is. Nobody it doesn't nobody wants how to dare see. You. Nobody wants all to right. see
2: it. All right. Enough of that, Chris. We'll get to you here again in a minute. So that brings us now to Pacific Rim Uprising. The IMDb description reads Jake Pentecost, son of Stacker Pentecost. <laughs> okay, first of all, Stacker <laughs> Pentecost, guys. Any movie with the name Stacker Pentecost in a character as a character is, is good with that. But anyway, his
1: son is named Jake. Yeah. Stacker's Correct. son is Jake. He went with the most boring name. <laughs>
0: right. Not Stacker right. Jr. or... <laughs> well, first
2: of all, when your last name is Pentecost, I mean, you pretty much get a free yeah, ticket through set. life. Yeah, you're sick. Yeah, so it's, uh, it reads, Jake Pentecost, son of Stacker Pentecost, reunites <laughs> with Mako Mori to lead a new generation of Jaeger pilots, including <sighs> Rival... Lambert and 15-year-old hacker Amara against a new kaiju threat. Guys, this is literally made for Chris. So anyway,
0: it's a hacker. I didn't even realize she. I guess she's a I hacker. did not realize that either. <laughs>
1: <Sure>. <laughs> so Who wrote this? It,
2: it was it was directed by Steven Estenite. Speaking of Daredevil, he was the showrunner on Daredevil oh, season yeah. one, which we all agree is universally great. Yes. Uh, he is also the writer of the script along with Emily Carmichael and three more people. Oh, boy. (laughs) So (laughs) that's never a good sign. But here's what I want to do tonight, guys. So yeah. since we're going to revisit Pacific Rim, we'll, we'll save our thoughts about your specific thoughts about that film. But it is impossible to not at least have our review of Pacific Rim Uprising colored by the original. So I'll just just throw it out here. I don't know that we're going to talk about this a long time tonight. Uh, we'll keep the discussion general. And if we need to do a spoilers, we will, but who knows? We'll see. So let's just not bury the lead. Let's just get right down to it. Chris Farrell. Yeah. Tell me how much you loved Pacific Rim Uprising.
0: I enjoyed this movie more than the first one? I Stop think. It. No, I'm not joking. I think I, <laughs> this movie is so silly. It, it is it, it crosses a line. I don't know. I, John Boyega, I should say, is really very charismatic. Yep. His fill of charisma. Um, he is a really good lead. I really liked him outside of the star wars stuff I really think he, there's something really great in his future because he he is wonderful to watch he is fun uh having a blast with him the entire time so i I really latched on his character and actually genuinely while I was watching this movie thinking about the first one that was something I felt like was missing from the first movie it just from having not seen it for years, though, was a character that I really latched onto, that I really liked, that I felt like was going somewhere and that I wanted to hang out with. This movie at least had that for me. Obviously, this movie is very, very silly. I enjoyed pretty much all of it up until... Um, they started fighting giant monsters with giant mechs in 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 the streets. I, Wait, I like can the. I, can I just? Yeah.
1: Make, I just want to make sure I heard yeah. you correctly. You said you loved everything except for the robots and. Yes. The yeah. Body. Okay.
0: I, I find it sure. so. I find Grace, it so. I don't so think this is how that works. Silly. I wow, find it so. So I confused. To, I know, man. I have. I. I find it so silly i don't know i just don't get it like there's even there's even a line in the movie where somebody asks like why do they have arms and legs no 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 it was that was what it was it was a it was a, a video john boyega people were asking him why do the jaegers have arms and legs and he's like because they can fight and it looks cool and i'm like yeah that's literally the only reason why is because it's this It just i i don't know i i that whole thing, the whole science fiction-y reasoning why all this happens for the for the human side of things, I just find, I don't know, I my suspension of disbelief, I don't know, I can't go that far for some reason. It stops just short of giant mechs for me. Um, Says
2: the man whose favorite films are The Terminators. I love
0: Terminator's wonderful. What are you talking about? Everybody loves The Terminator. You mean you talking about Transformers?
2: That's what I meant to say. Yes. Transformers. <laughs> I was yeah. so confused. Wow. I mean, I just confused the world. I freaking love the Terminators. I meant Transformers, people. My mind is broken right now, okay? I can't understand what I'm hearing from Chris, and I can't put a sentence together. Daniel, save us. What did you think of Uprising?
1: I'm just really confused right now. Uh, yeah. what, did I, what did I love about Pacific Room Uprising? Everything that Chris didn't like. No, I loved, right. and everything Chris loved, I hated. You <laughs> hated, right. Exactly, exactly down the line, that's yeah. how I felt about this movie. I'm so confused. <coughs> so, uh, except for, I will say, John Boyega, I 100% agree with Chris. He is easily the best part of this movie. He's he's charismatic, fun to watch, fun to be around, and that is very different from the first film, which starred the charismatic void that is Charlie Hunnam. So, uh, That's yes. right.
0: That's it, right. Yeah.
1: So definitely, as far as the leading man goes, a huge improvement over the first movie. That's the only time I will say that sentence uh, in the rest of this review because everything else is way worse than the first movie. The story is it's just not as... Interesting, and look, I'm I'm not a, a, an enormous fan of the first Pacific Rim. It's good, but it's not like I would never say that I love it. It's definitely really dumb. The reason it's any good is just because it's fun to watch freaking robots fight freaking monsters, okay? So that's the only reason it's any good. Um, but it, it did have a little bit of a sense of style. It, it, ha- it knew what kind of movie it was. This one just feels cheap all all around. There there is no style. The cinematography is very bland. The visual effects are okay, but the first film, which was made five years ago, looks better than this one. I agree um, with
0: you on that, no doubt. Yes,
1: and which is just shocking. And so yeah, just all around, it's a it's a step down. I will say uh, there is still. Robots fighting monsters. Okay. And so <laughs> if that's, you know, if that's enough, you know, some people just want to turn their brain off and watch robots fighting monsters. And that's, that's fine. This has some decent, I, I hesitate to use even the word decent, but it has decent action. And so there's still that to enjoy. But other than that, I mean, there's just, so much exposition laid on so thick, it's painful. Anytime a new character comes on screen, someone else, like, describes their entire backstory and personality in great detail. So That's just the way case, it was in
0: the first one, too, man. A Come little on.
1: bit. A little bit. Not as bad. Not as bad. But, yes. Uh, okay. Uh, but this one just felt so much... It just felt like the latest Transformers film. It felt more like a Transformers movie than the first Pacific Rim. This didn't really feel like a Pacific, like a sequel to Pacific Rim. Now I will say there was there was actually an interesting twist in this movie that we'll yes. talk about in spoilers. That was yes. really it was really interesting, and then it went. See nowhere. that's the stuff.
0: That's the stuff I'm talking about, though. That stuff I enjoyed more than the 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 fighting, the big giant robots fighting monsters. I find it kind of boring. Honestly, I found the action in this movie a, a bit like lackluster. I shouldn't say boring, uh, yes. just it lackluster.
1: Was. It was lackluster for sure, especially compared to the first film, which had good action. But yeah, the twist was interesting until they did nothing interesting with it. So it, it was a total sure. missed opportunity. Um, sure. So we'll talk more about that. But yeah, this movie is—it's not awful. There, you know, it's not a horrible movie, but it's just—it's also not—not not really any good either. So it's—you know—if all you need is robots fighting monsters, you'll—you'll you'll do fine with this movie. But there's nothing else worthwhile.
2: For me, I'm going to—I'm going to agree with Daniel at the end for sure and say that this definitely feels more like a Transformer sequel than it does a Pacific Rim sequel. And I think that's because this movie, unlike the first one, is more of just a pure action film than the first movie. Now, there's plenty of action in the first movie, but when you have an auteur as your director, there are flourishes and world-building and detail things that he does that really flesh out the universe and makes it feel more substantial, whereas this one, to me, feels very much just in line with the template of actioneer robots, rock'em, sock'em, like a Transformers. Now, I will say this. I enjoyed this movie as much if not a little bit more than the most recent Transformers films for sure just because I think I think the last night was okay pretty good i know it you guys wasn't. hated it no it wasn't i know i know but i think I, this I one enjoyed it i enjoyed it Come i, I enjoyed the you... last night how uh, but I, f- I
1: just how chris how daniel so we've confused. already talked about
2: it.
0: i'm so
1: confused <laughs>
2: listen only god knows the answer we've already established this. i've Nobody already said, can said this i out. quite
0: like this movie the pacific Rim rising i agree with you here's the thing for me like i think there's great there's a great character in john boyega i think there's a fairly like fine passable plot line whatever that I think was more interesting than the first one, in my opinion. I think the plot in this movie is more interesting than the first one, if you want to call it that. And I just did not enjoy how... I didn't enjoy what happens in the last, like, 30 minutes of this movie. That's the only, that's all I'll say, because that's Correct. more than spoilers. That and is what fair. I'm saying. That's all and I'm the, saying.
2: And that's fair. And I, so I'm going to agree with Chris in that regard, is I think this movie does... It has a couple of, a couple of problems that are, are difficult to overcome. One of those is that... The best action and the most interesting action related to the stakes of the characters that we have happens in the middle of the movie and the beginning of the movie. Yes. There's there's a great fight between, and again, I don't want to give any, any spoilers away, but there's a great robot fight that happens unexpectedly. Early in this movie, that's pretty thrilling. There's another fight that happens in an ice area that is very, very well done. Agreed. And then it gets to the climax of the film where all the things are coming together and it is really it's a, a big substantial letdown. Yeah. Now, I will give it some credit. I do think that the way this film is edited edited together and this may be just the editor and me coming out, I think the action is very comprehensible. I can under you understand the fights and who is where and what's happening. But it's not anything that is exciting, and there's a lot of subplots that they're trying to tie up at the end, and it just falls flat. So the movie does leave you with the last 20 to 30 minutes, or it left me, I should say, very kind of underwhelmed. I also think that the cast of these young kids as the cadets or the potential pilots, whatever they're called, they have some really interesting actors and some interesting characters and they do nothing with them except exactly what you said, Daniel. Everybody walks in and they're like, this girl, she's from Russia. She doesn't like it when you do this. (laughs) You should say this. And it's like come on. The writing in this movie is atrocious. There were three or four times where I literally rolled my eyes and said, this is awful. And yet, Overall, I leave this movie w- with a positive review because I wow. do think I do think the action <laughs> is not as good as the first one. Overall, I'm positive on this movie, saying that I would not say to anybody it's a terrible movie. You shouldn't see it. It's not nearly as good as the first one, but it's better than the last few Transformers movies to me. And so, if you're looking for just a fun actioneer. There are worse things to do. I agree the CGI is somewhat unremarkable. The plotting is is serviceable, but overall, there's nothing here that's going to make anybody jump out of their seats. I'll also say that it did actually dethrone Black Panther for the first time, so it won the box office with yeah, with a $28 million gross, but foreign take was $122 Yeah. So it's already sitting at $150 million worldwide. So it's going to be a success for <laughs> yeah. sure. Anyway, I think overall, I don't think this movie was the train wreck that Chris had predicted when we first saw that teaser trailer, which was admittedly terrible. It was awful, um, guys.
0: It was terrible. It,
2: right. But unlike the first one, I, I have no intention of ever watching this movie again. Whereas with the original, I own it on Blu-ray and I've watched it several times and am willing to watch it again to help Chris come into the fold so overall I would just say I agree with you guys John, B- John Boyega is good I think there are some other interesting characters as well they're just underserviced by a really poorly written script and a very ham-fisted kind of plot that just kind of hammers everything home with unremarkable action at the at the end so anything else you guys want to say before we jump into spoilers
0: just that I think the this one's better than the first one That's I'll just reiterate that uh, that's crazy I think talk if, unbelievable if, if, if you're going for silly action, I think this is honestly for me more memorable. I'll remember the, I remember that I I remember the plot and the 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 what this movie is about. I don't even remember what the first one is even about. Other the than same the same fact-
1: thing. It's about the same thing, Chris. Well, this
0: oh, one It really is literally <laughs>
2: about the same thing. It's the I same say- thing. I do think the opening, although the voiceover was kind of annoying, I thought at first this is going to be really cool. These seaside cities that we see haven't fully recovered and there's all these yeah. skeletons lying around. I thought this is going to be really cool. And then they did absolutely nothing with yeah. that. It was just. Yeah, yeah. no.
0: I, I, yeah.
1: Go ahead. I don't understand how this can be seen as better than the first one. I'm with you, Chad. I mean,. Uh, the only thing that it, it that Uprising improves upon is its leading man. The action is better. The uh, the CGI is better. The it's just all it's, the style is so much better. So if you like the the action in Uprising, then Pacific Rim is is far better. But I guess Chris didn't like the action in this one, so I guess then that makes sense.
2: Yeah. All right, Chris. So should people see this in the theaters? Should they rent it? should they wait and, and watch it on a streaming service or should they skip it altogether?
0: I think streaming it would be fine. I think, you know, watching it, like I always say, like the, the Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening popcorn fil- flick. I think great. There's no reason to jump out and see this unless you have movie pass and you spend a couple hours in the theater anyway. Sure. But spending extra money to see this in the movie theater, I don't think is necessary.
2: So is that a rental or just a stream?
0: Uh, Netflix it. The right, streaming so Chris, a, a service Chris you're already spending money it is for, so is it's not mo- worth
2: the rental fee. Okay,
0: it's not okay. worth paying to see if you're going, if you already if you already have Movie Pass or Netflix, the service that you already are paying for. I think that's where it firmly fits.
2: Gotcha, Daniel. Same question.
1: Yeah, the only reason you should see this in theaters is if you're easily amused by crazy zany action otherwise you this would be a waste of your time so you you could stream it i guess it's not it's not awful um yeah so I, i guess with streaming it
2: okay i'm actually gonna go a little bit higher than that and say i do think you can do worse than four bucks on a friday night if you're just looking to kick back and have some fun i think it's worth a rental definitely not theater worthy in my opinion but for a rental at home you can certainly do a lot worse so with that let's move into spoilers for uprising. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club.
1: Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars?
0: You want to know how I got them? But there's so many places it would never occur to a Hawk to hide.
1: However, the reason the Führer has brought me off my alps in Austria and placed me in French cow
0: country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware of what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity.
1: In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark, and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there.
2: Then I woke up. All right, Daniel, let's start with you. You mentioned the interesting plot twist in the middle. What specifically were you talking about?
1: So Charlie Day uh, (laughs) was was doing the neural handshake with uh, one of the kaiju. I thought that was a really interesting twist and that he was basically the one who was responsible for the portals being reopened. So I thought that was an interesting twist because it it was just something more interesting than they're just there, like like it was in the first movie. But then... that went nowhere because basically he just opened the portal and then his role was done and he just kind of watched them from a top of building. It was, it was, it was kind of, kind of dumb.
0: Well, see that, that was the thing that I really was enjoying and was hoping they were going to have enough, Fortitude, intestinal fortitude to see through was that there was not going to be any kaiju in this movie. Uh, And I was like, that's actually kind of cool. Like, we were expecting in the trailers, we saw all this stuff. And I was like, oh man, if none of that is here, like, if it's just like, because there's a moment where they turn the evil robots or whatever back on most of the kaiju and they all die and i was like oh this is so great we're just gonna we gonna forget the kaiju we're not even it's not gonna be about that but no as it turns out there you know it is completely about that and tokyo gets it again and i was like come on guys not seen only that a thousand times
1: not only is it about that they have a mecha kaiju they have this kaiju yeah. who it's joins just, the. oh that was the worst
0: it just, yeah, that that was what I didn't enjoy. I, I felt like they had this interesting twist on it. Not I mean, not, not too interesting, guys. It's yeah, still silly. Yeah. It's still anime, you know, silly. But it still could have been interesting where that was what it was all about rather, and it was a little bit smaller, trying to figure out, like, how to, like, you know, wipe their, you know, all of this stuff that they thought was actually defending them is now actually against them. And now it's the little people, because I thought, you know, they had that little – mech at the beginning that the girl had built and I was like oh they're gonna all have to uh, get little mechs now and they're all gonna have to be smaller to defeat the bigger and it's all gonna be about how the small can overcome the big and this is actually gonna be like saying something but no no it wasn't about that at all so I found that like a missed opportunity because it felt like the idea was there they just didn't it didn't pay off the way that I was hoping it would
2: yeah and I really liked the the, the mixture of the the drones when they were taken over by the the yeah. kaiju blood and I yes. thought that yes. that could be cool that that's, yes they're 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 certainly threatening and and I thought that could be interesting but you're right it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere and it was. It's just so disappointing when they close the rift and it cuts the kaiju in half, and then you think, okay, what's going to happen? And they're like, oh three, and it cuts to <laughs> the so interior silly. of the room, and they're like, dee dee dee. Yeah. Oh, there are three that made it through. It's, come on, there's just so many more elegant ways to make the, that make that the, happen.
0: The three that just so happen, as you said already, to actually form Super Mecha. Uh, Kaiju Ugh. person. <laughs> that was the yeah, dumbest and that,
2: it, thing. It was dumb, and that's what I mean too about the uh, the entirety of the of the movie. Because up to that point, I was teetering on certainly not loving this film because it was dumb. But I was I was pleasantly surprised with where it was going, and then was completely let down by Ge- everything genu- that happened in the third act.
0: That's what I'm saying. Genuinely, me too. Everything was. I was actually really quite enjoying it. I think. 75 80% of it was because of John Boyega to be honest with you. Yeah. But but the rest of it was interesting enough and clever enough that I was thinking, wow, I I'm actually quite enjoying this this world. Maybe I am going to go back and revisit because if there's a, a little bit of bleed over into the first movie of this, I'm interested. But I just the like you said that last moment when they decided that now it's going to just be giant mech versus giant monster it got boring for me. That's what I'm saying. That's what I didn't enjoy. I don't think they did a good job there. The other stuff that you had mentioned, Chad, the the fight early on with the smaller um, mech and the big one when they yeah. have to escape, that was a thrilling moment I quite enjoyed. And in the ice, uh, Antarctic or wherever they were, um, I enjoyed that, like mech on mech. And it was it seemed like you know we were going to be fighting kind of a smaller thing. But the moment it got into destroying another city, I was like, I'm done checking out.
2: Yeah, although I must say too, even the the surprise attack fight uh, when they're opening the oh yeah you know, Sydney the Grand Sydney. whatever the the, the Sydney Australia fight, I thought that yeah, was pretty awesome you're as right. well. Yeah, 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 so totally. All, all of those initial action beats were much more interesting when they were smaller in scale and it was one versus one and the second that they opened it up bigger and more is not always better certainly not in this case at least and it's really a shame too because I think this cast has a lot of interesting people in it and in this movie so silly it has lots of the Spielberg pushes in to people as they look epically towards Mm. the camera just lots of silliness but it doesn't really embrace the silliness enough to go all the way there so anyway I I think we've said enough about this movie. Is there anything else in particular you guys wanted to dive into now that we're in full-floor mode? Is
0: this this
1: Clint Eastwood's son? Oh, he is so bad. Yes. Scott Eastwood.
0: I disagree. I actually... I thought what? it was wonderful for the role he was in yeah no I, I mean I, he's, he's supposed to be the the handsome looking they even make fun of it in this movie didn't they like his jawline and stuff like I thought that yeah. was kind of charming yeah and fun.
2: Boyega has a good line in there where he, he yeah. says something to the effect of he's looking handsome and sexy and yes like, no he really is he handsome really and is sexy. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I I thought they were playing type honestly I just thought they were being having fun with the beautiful you know piece of hunky meat. yeah it's just I hard to it. buy
2: into that relationship at all because it happens All they do is talk about it. You don't feel it. They just talk about
0: it. I I agree. I'm I'm not elevating this, but I still think that was great. And I, 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 the one thing I was hoping they would do is, you know, because they make fun of John Boyega's whatever Pentecost's uh, dad doing that. We're canceling Canceling the apocalypse. apocalypse. That was funny. I really was hoping when he did his speech he would like really bugger it up or whatever like really mess it up and he'd be like never mind I'm not you know and just like go off he just tried to recreate it and I was like man there was a a moment in there where it could have been really kind of charming and fun if he would have just been a horrible speech giver and just been like never mind let's go kill some monsters yeah but
2: this movie is full of missed opportunities just like I agree I agree another
1: stupid thing about this movie is how fast things happen like so in order to defeat the kaiju they have To, yes, they have to make yes. this life-changing rocket that's going to save the world, and they make it like in a couple hours. They just whip <laughs> yes. this technology. It's so up. Yeah, but it's
2: like, true, what? to be fair, to be fair, they asked him if he could when it could be ready, and he said, "But today it can
0: be ready." So, <laughs> so that's so all good. he had to say. So we're good. I I I audibly laughed out loud when that, when that moment happened he was like yeah. well I suppose I can do it today what yeah. <laughs> why yeah. even have that line why do, Why even have that in there why even say it was a hard thing to do just yeah. been like we need to get there and then like we just as the audience assume they already had the rockets right it, exactly it doesn't doesn't make any sense
2: I am still gonna say that I think this movie was, was somewhat enjoyable yeah anything else guys that you wanted to talk about no we're good unlike the first one this one was somewhat enjoyable unbelievable yeah. Stop your mouth. So thanks for listening, guys. We promise that we'll get back to you very soon where Chris will revisit the original Pacific Rim. will come back, and he will admit to all the world... How wrong he has been. I look forward to that. I know you do as well. But in the meantime, again, make sure to follow us on all of our social media channels. Go to Facebook and search for the Screeners Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. And join us next time when we'll be reviewing Steven Spielberg's latest Ready Player One. Woo! Are you pumped for that one, guys? Yes. Yeah. It's Chris's most anticipated film of the year, and we can't wait to talk about it. We'll see you soon.
1: And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head
0: over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time. We're canceling the apocalypse.
2: (laughs) Again.